Good morning, A&M Podcast. Today is a sad day. Today, we say goodbye to Star Wars. Thank you, George Lucas. Thank you, Mark Hamill. Thank you, Harrison Ford. Thank you, Carrie Fisher. Thank you, Bob Iger, for using your massive corporate purchasing power in an ever-growing monopoly of the movie industry. Thank you, Kathleen Kennedy, for navigating the ship. Oh, captain, my captain. Thank you, J.J. Abrams, for planning out such an excellent story. Thank you, Ryan Johns. <coughs> Thank you, Ryan Johns. <coughs> Thank you, J.J. again for finishing the story, as it was always intended. We say goodbye to this beautiful franchise. Star Wars. They're never making another Star Wars movie ever again. Until the next one. Wait, what next one? Like, like two, three years from now. What the fuck? Aaron. Yes, Marco. Do you know what today marks? Uh, no. Today marks the last movie review that we will do in 2019. Oh, yeah, huh, I guess so. Yeah. What are we at, five? <laughs> 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 Sorry for the consistency, folks. Or rather, inconsistency. Yeah, inconsistency. But hey, we, we had a good run. <laughs> it was a good test run, I we guess. Had, we had a, a good handful yeah. here and there. I think we've gotten better. I yeah. think. Yeah. We'll just pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that's for us. You don't need like whoever's listening. You don't need to tell us whether or not we're doing better because we're not. Sorry, <laughs> we don't. We don't want to. We'll face try. It. Hey, new year, new yeah. podcast. We we don't want to face the reality. New, new year, year, new podcast. New year, new podcast. Exactly. Today also marks the first day of a post Star Wars universe. I don't know if you heard this, but Star Wars is officially over. It's done. Yep. We're, we're never gonna get any more no. Star Wars. No. Ever. They pulled the plug. It's crazy. They they actually killed every character yeah. at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars is Spoilers. like officially like they Infinity Ward Star Wars, but like with everybody. The craziest part was when Ray looked into the camera and said, "These were the Star Wars all along," and then the planet blew up and everyone. <laughs> it's all gone. There's a big bang, and it's all gone. It's all done. We never have to talk about Star Wars yep. again. Yep. Yeah. What if the Star Wars were the friends we made along the way? <laughs> <laughs> what what if two stars just suddenly sprouted hands and <laughs> they just boxing. they they, 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 they challenged each other to a duel of fisticuffs? 
like men. But anyways, everybody, welcome back to the A&M Podcast. My name is Marco Gonzalez. I'm Aaron Levchik. And like I said, we are here for our final movie review of 2019. We watched Star Wars. We watched Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. It's a movie you might have heard of. It came out yesterday. No, it came out a couple days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Um, as of recording. This. As of recording. It's exciting that it's finally here. We've finally seen it. And now we are, we're here to talk about it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, usually we have, uh, you know, news segments and stuff before our episodes too, but we're just going to forego that. It's been a long time since the last episode, so a lot has happened and we don't have the time to catch up with it. Uh, watch the Tenet trailer. That's the only <laughs> thing that matters is Christopher Nolan has a new movie coming out next year. And also, if you see Rise of Skywalker, I don't know if it's in IMAX only or if it's like oh, yeah. in, all, in all screenings. But in our screening, we actually got like a, a five well, like minute. a five minute preview of an entire scene of Tenet. I have no idea what happened. It nope. was awesome. Nolan's back, baby. So that'll be that's already the best movie of next year. It ain't even out yet. So. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Usually we have structure of just talking about the story first and the characters and the visuals and stuff. I have a feeling this is just going to be a lot of rambling because Star Wars is a very loaded topic. Oh, yeah. And very layered and complex. And we have uh, differing and similar feelings on just the entire thing. So how we want to start this off is just kind of our thoughts in general about the Disney era of Star Wars before seeing Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. So... There is a now infamous video of Kathleen Kennedy after the purchase from George Lucas. It's an interview with her and Lucas, actually, uh, where she says that the most important thing is by far the protection and preservation of the characters they inherited. And I just I find that very funny, uh, given just how things have played out. But talking about the movies themselves, I've grown to appreciate The Force Awakens. I think it's like my fourth or fifth favorite Star Wars movie. I can reconcile that it's a copy of A New Hope because I get that they were just, or JJ was just trying to reset the table. But in doing so, they made choices that they definitely shouldn't have, like sad old broken heroes, a new republic that is completely irrelevant. Who is the First Order? And more importantly, how is the First Order? Um, but as a movie, just as a, as a film itself, I like The Force Awakens. I do. It's safe, which people will try to use as a critique against it, but I, right. think, it's, I think it's still good. I yeah. think it's made well. What's funny about The Force Awakens is I remember leaving it. God, I was so disappointed. We were conflicted. Yeah. yeah. I was mad. Like, I didn't like it upon first we viewing. We hated Kylo. I remember, yeah, mm -hmm. we, uh, me and Marco and a bunch of other friends, We God, four years ago now, we yeah. saw it. With, I guess around this time, we were around walking out of, of yeah. downtown Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie theater doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we walked out and we sat at the tables next to Downtown Disney and we we're like, oh man, like, yeah, that Kylo guy, what a joke, whatever. How quickly that changed, though, after oh, yeah. a while. It's a dramatic change. And for, like I was saying, like, when I first walked out of The Force Awakens, like, I was so disappointed. I, I just didn't enjoy it at all. And then sure enough, actually, it was for school that I had to rewatch it. And upon second viewing, I, I literally sat there and as it was going through, I was like, oh, it was a pretty 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 good movie actually <laughs> like it's not it's not bad and uh no i really like force awakens i mean you said it well it's safe but it's also not it's it's pretty ambitious in a couple of different things it has its problems but i think that stems from where we're going to get to with the last jedi 
in that nothing was planned. I remember one of us, I don't know who said it, or it might have been one of our friends, but it was a lot of The Force Awakens greatness is going to be predicated on how the sequels turn out. Mm -hmm. And that is very unfortunate given how the sequel, the immediate sequel especially turned out, which leads me to talk about uh, The Last Jedi. Um, So The Last Jedi, I've watched three times and my uh, disgust for it has grown upon each viewing. I remember walking out of that movie, liking parts of it, but once it set in, nothing kind of makes sense. And all of that has been talked to death. So without going too far into why I absolutely hate that movie, I still have to give credit for it being technically excellent. It looks great. It still looks awesome. I I won't deny that Ryan Johnson has an eye. He has a vision. I I will absolutely give him that. One of my convictions is I'm never going to pay money to see another movie of his. I don't care how good he is. Um, I am a big baby for thinking that way, but you have to have some conviction, right? So that's one of mine. The funny thing with me about The Last Jedi is I had the complete opposite reaction than I did with The Force Awakens. I remember walking out of The Last Jedi and being like, oh, that was dope. I like, that was yeah. that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, oh, it was not dope. That was not awesome. Um, I the thing is though is like every time like I've I've probably rewatched it maybe once or twice since that first viewing. Yeah, it's still a very fun movie. It's the story where it fucks everything, <laughs> and honestly, like it's just it takes everything that the Force Awakens could have led to and leads it completely astray. And w- while at the same time it, it may be. Like some may have the opinion of like, oh, you know, it was it was different and it went completely away from like all of the fan theories and everything like that. But when you get too far away from the right path, it's like it's a yikes. Yeah, that was that was my main gripe with uh, Last Jedi is that you can hit the the subvert expectations button. You can hit that in a story. But when you hit it in every scene, it starts to become predictable. Yeah. And the subversion that you're going to starts to become the expected. And that's a problem when you hit it in every note in your story, which is what they did. And, you know, a lot of people saw that as completely innovative and different and bold and a new direction. Whereas I saw it as, well, now there is no direction. Mm -hmm. There's, there's nowhere to go. Well, I mean, I think that that is where we need to just briefly touch upon the fact that there was no planning for this trilogy. This trilogy was originally, the idea was J.J. Abrams was going to have the opportunity to direct multiple Star Wars films, but he turned it down. And probably in doing so, that kind of shifted the direction of all of the Star Wars movies because now he he had re- originally he had reign of The Force Awakens only. Yeah. And then they were going to get different directors for the other two, but there was no plan laid out for the three. Force Awakens was written... And then as it was being made, that's when Ryan Johnson was linked to it and he wrote and was then announced to direct The Last Jedi. So instead of taking time in pre-production to actually plan three movies, they instead started making one and then with no clear direction of like they, they made they wrote and started making it with no clear direction of where it would go. They were just completely blind in the future for the franchise at that point. And so that's where I think things just got fucked up because... There should be a goal. Exactly. And they should create an overall story before they start making even the first one. But for 
for this Disney era of Star Wars films, that's not how it worked. Yeah. And that's and, where things got fucked up. And it gets all the more frustrating and adds another layer to the problems with the Disney era is when you have Kathleen Kennedy recently comes out and says, oh, well, there's no grounds to base this off of. It's not like Marvel. When four years ago, before before 2015, you had a whole expanded universe of a future and a past from the original movies that was generally accepted as pretty good. Yeah. And like the, plenty of beloved fan favorite characters from either sides of the time spectrum. And Disney killed all of that. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. No. But like it, it's it's almost like taking it. Oh my God. It sounds so stupid to say because it's so obvious. But it's so, it, and it's dumb because it, it just, it plays on the idea that nowadays nothing in in Hollywood is original anymore. Yeah. That's literally a big time producer uh, in Hollywood saying this, like, like that they're trying to base it off of shit. Like, yeah. Come up with an original idea. Yeah. That's what filmmaking is about. The know? MCU takes from those old stories, but they are not adapt. They're not complete adaptations of those old stories. Like they do things, com- a lot of really different yeah. things in all of them. Yeah, Civil yeah, yeah. War is a completely different movie from how Civil War plays out in the comic. Yeah, and I loved somebody had a comeback of like, okay, so you're saying that there are no like comic books to base the shit off of. Were there any comic books and shit for for George Lucas to base the original trilogy off no, of? No, he just saw a whole bunch of Japanese movies and exactly. old westerns. And, he used yeah. inspiration from other films to come up with this story, yeah. like on his own. This was his original story. It's not like he based it off of a a comic book or some shit like that. No. Like there were characters that influenced certain characters, and there were certain like things like uh, like World War One dogfighting that inspired like the uh, the X Wing and Tie Fighter battles, but like. That's just inspiration. Yeah. That's not an adaptation, like you said. And so it, it, her point is completely, completely oh, yeah. it's, arbitrary. It's almost like taking charge of a fully fleshed out franchise over 30 years in the making and trying to reinvent it could cause problems. Who who could have known that, you know? Like, it's so just stupid. <laughs> it's disappointing, really. Yeah. That being said... Because of what happens in The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker was given an impossible task on every level. Uh, On a story level, it had to conclude a trilogy that wasn't planned out and barely connects at all. And on a meta level, it has to attempt to mend the rift that The Last Jedi caused in the fanbase. And obviously, there are massive elements of the Star Wars fanbase that are wholly toxic and unacceptable behavior, right? And I don't even want to waste my breath on talking about that because that's not... That's not what I want to talk about. That's just, you can just leave it as, oh, it's just disgusting behavior. Don't, don't bully people off of social media. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, And like, given how, now that we've seen Rise of Skywalker, just given how it's all turned out, I still take the old expanded universe. I will take that timeline any day of the week Mm -hmm. over what we got because, man, (laughs) man, just on every level. So, so complicated. Just to wrap up the thoughts on the Disney era, in any case, I, I liked The Force Awakens. I despised The Last Jedi. I had low expectations for The Rise of Skywalker because ultimately, what could it do? It wasn't even given a fighting chance, really. It's not fair to this movie. While you went in with lower expectations, I actually went in with pretty high expectations. Oh, I remember. Um, I remember you telling me. Yeah. Oh, I got faith in JJ. I have faith. <laughs> I had faith in JJ, man. You know, I that's my boy, man. Yeah. And so I went in feeling pretty good about it. And uh, yeah, let's 
figure out uh, what happened. What did happen? Um, what happened? Because I feel like a lot. Ha- no, a lot. I know yeah. a lot happened. I was just but, like, about to what say, happened? A lot happened just in the first like forty-five minutes to an hour. Probably too much happened. Can we talk about the pacing? That I mean, that's that's what I was gonna say <laughs> yo, about right now. Like, yo, I mean, those... so you like just there's oh, really full no spoilers. Need... Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So full spoilers. So yeah, here's there's the, here's no, the spoiler. Yeah, this is not a safe. Here. If you haven't seen it, or if you care at all, this is not a safe podcast. We're yeah, going yeah, yeah. full spoilers. <laughs> I yeah, it's way too hard to talk around this stuff anymore. Yeah. So. so you've been warned. If you haven't seen it, pause it here and then go watch it if you're interested. But the thing with the pacing is. In the first 45 minutes to an hour, God, every scene lasts like Two 45 seconds. seconds. It's horrendous. And then, and then it just goes to the next one. They discover something with like no, no difficulty whatsoever, and uh-huh. then it moves on to the next scene. Uh-huh. They discover a new thing with no difficulty whatsoever, move on to the next scene. It was so fast. Yeah. It's literally up until the point that they get to the planet with Poe's ex-girlfriend. Carrie Russell's character. Carrie Russell's... Who the fuck... Yeah. yeah whoever yeah. whoever she was yeah, yeah. The, the carrie russell's character that's when it slows down but like that's an hour in and it's just like holy shit at the beginning especially when they're literally light speeding they're, they call it light speed skipping between <laughs> uh planets that's how the actual movie felt yeah even after the light speed skipping scene ended, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, no, they didn't stop. They just kept going. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Everyone's talking like a million miles an hour. I'm like, this, yo, stop, stop. Just stop, please. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it felt weird to miss the long, monotone, drawn out, but slow dialogue of the prequels for a hot second there. I was like, oh, whoa, just chill, 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 chill. Not even Last Jedi or Force Awakens was like that. No. I was like, what are you, what are we doing here? Slow. Whoa. You know what it was is, I mean, like to me, this is what it felt like is it it kind of had the Game of Thrones season eight treatment in that there was just way too much. We're going to get to the, the, yeah. You you see what I mean though? Like there's way too much to catch up on. I have seen some comparisons. In way too little amount of time. Are we still talking about the plot or are we going into the story? Uh, Because we were talking about the plot, but. We have to do initial thoughts first, too. Oh, or, yeah. I, I don't know. This is going everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, this is just it's just going to be a bunch of mumblings and grumblings about this movie. <laughs> and maybe, you know, occasional praise thrown in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the thing about this movie is there are... There's a, there are a lot I like. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of, like. of lows, but there are a lot of highs. Yeah, it's it's very strange. The plot is Palpatine's back. The the resistance has to fight them, and the First Order's there too. And uh, Ray and Kylo have to find themselves. That's yeah. the plot. That's the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's literally that. Go get the MacGuffin. <laughs> do whatever. Find Palpatine. Fight. Yeah. That's the whole movie. So, I want to get to initial thoughts. Just or just general. Yeah, yeah. General yeah. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I was correct in my prediction, and I'm not happy about it, but I expected it to be not expected but one of my fears was that it was going to be one giant overcorrection which is exactly how this movie feels the entire way through it made the mistake of rectifying or retconning every single thing about the last jedi to the point where the last jedi might as well not exist and the true problem is that it's fixing things it shouldn't have been forced to fix but it makes it worse because they fix every single one. 
You know what I mean? I, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like in the effort to patch things up, you absolutely could have left some things alone. But the entire movie keeps retroactively going. Oh, you remember that thing? How? Yeah, that was lame. That was dumb as fuck. Oh, oh, you remember that? Yeah, I lied. Huh, whatever. <laughs> like, it's it's so unfortunate, but it becomes pandering. The Last Jedi made the mistake of giving fans nothing. And this movie makes the mistake of giving the fans everything. Yeah. It's the complete opposite swing of the pendulum, which yeah. I guess like to be expected, but also like, oh no, just meet in the middle. Do the middle. That's all this whole series is about balance. Do yeah. the balance yeah, thing. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Definitely. Because think about it, not everybody has the same problems with the the Last Jedi or The Force Awakens or any Star Wars movie or any movie ever. No matter what you're watching, people are gonna disagree on things. And they're going to disagree on different things. And to go back and retcon a story at the very end of the story, at the very end of a trilogy, mind you, which makes it all the worse, to try to appease every single person, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You have to pick and choose your battles. You can't choose every single battle and try to be the hero in all of them. You you can't. You have to fall on certain swords. And this movie is like, no, we're falling on every single sword because we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Yeah. And again, this it stems back to the fact that there was just no planning. There's no plan. None. (laughs) None whatsoever. It's literally just like, all right, let's make one movie and then figure out where it's going to go afterwards. Like, oh, it's all good. It's all casual. Like, no, it's fucking not. Not when it's Star Wars. Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker is one giant apology letter that it works sometimes, but it fails in other times. We said this coming out of the movie. It's like a shot of Star Wars just injected into your veins. Our buddy Diego, he called it Star Wars porn. Like, it's just directly going to your endorphins <laughs> or whatever. It's overwhelming. I don't hate this movie, so that's why I have to say that I like it more than The Last Jedi. Yeah. But I don't think it was a good movie. It has great parts, but it it had to finish the race with its legs tied together. Yeah. An impossible task. It's unfortunate, but like, what else could you expect? Yeah. So it's like, damn. At least some shit looked cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least some things look cool. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Like, jumping to my my initial reactions. Like, to me, like I said, I had gone into it with high expectations. It was good. Like, not not really like the firm. Oh, it was good. You know, it's it's not at that level. It's like it's it's good, but it's just it's not great. It's really not. I think a lot of us saying it's good comes from just us still having so much goodwill with the series to begin with. Yeah. I feel like people that are already tired are going to hate this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... Definitely. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, we're tired a little bit, but, like, I still love Star Wars, but it's just like, man, like... At this point, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you have to come, you have to call it a question what the point of these these three movies has even been. Mm-hmm. I, I exactly, know. yeah, it just like this film, it had so much to wrap up mm-hmm. with so little time, and I think that's where the majority of problems comes in. And again, it just kind of had the Game of Thrones treatment. A lot of lot of comparisons to season eight, yeah. And I know I'm breaking my rule about talking about Game of Thrones <laughs> on this podcast, but there are definite similarities. However, I still think Game of Thrones is worse. Because, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But um, not getting into that. But no, but, it, I, but very similar. Is, wrapping up very quickly. Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that it had so much to do in so little amount of time that it, like we were talking about it earlier, the pacing was so off. It was so it was fast bad. and just like very bad at first. Yeah, it was just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Information would be learned like with no problem whatsoever. Then nonstop, 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 and it was just it was too much. Yeah, they just needed to. Relax. Take it easy. Uh-huh. Tell the right story. This is kind of like a petty thing, but one of my one of my biggest uh, annoyances with these sequel uh, movies 
is that so much of the dialogue is expositional all the time. And there's it's barely so, any scenes of characters just being characters. Yeah. And it's so like it's it's honestly not that well written. Like everything is so laid out in front of you. Every single time they talk about turning to the dark side. We this is the ninth installment in in <laughs> just the, the in just the Skywalker saga yeah. alone. Yeah. And every time they talk about somebody turning, they say turning to the dark side or seduced to the dark side, something to the dark side. It's like we fucking get it. Like I understand. You don't need to lay it out for me every single time. Yeah, I don't think Palpatine has a single original line. No. Not really. No, not at all. Yeah. And so I, mean, I guess like the sacrifice stuff at the end, but like Yeah. And and like I said, it's just, he, it's, he he direct quotes Revenge of the Sith, which is nice to see that they're they're not ignoring the pre the yeah, prequels, but yeah, like I at the same time too. it's like the same line. All right, all right, I get it. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. It's just every single bit of dialogue feels so simple. It's too obvious. Yeah, it's too bare bones. Like every single bit of dialogue has to be laid out with exactly what is meant to say as if the audience has no idea what's going on. No, it's just like zero intelligence. We we understand. We get it. We've seen eight other Skywalker saga movies just alone, you know, not including Rogue One or Solo. Like we we know Star Wars. We know the dialogue. We get it. And so this film really suffered from that. So much of it was just expositional all the time. There were certain things that needed to be expositional because they did introduce new force powers that we haven't seen before. While it is obvious from what we're actually seeing, you know, it, a little explanation helps. So again, that's petty, but I mean, that's just, that's one of my problems with it. But yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot in this movie in The Rise of Skywalker that it's just, it's not good. It, it's too much. It's way too much. But, man, when it gets to the highs, whew. It's like, I'm in. Yeah. I was totally in. Yeah. I, I genu- well, I'll get to it once we, like, kind of reach the third act of the story. But there was, there were, like, certain moments where I kind of felt like a flip switch, and it was like, oh, something's different. Yeah. Something's different here. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get there, but but yeah, my my overall thoughts like it's it's good, but that's eh, it's, <laughs> I still don't think it's, it's, it's a good movie. I still don't think it's a good movie, but I still like it. It's it's strange. Do you want to just briefly talk about the technical aspects because I mean, what else is there to say? The budget is there. And, I was I was literally about to say budget. it's gorgeous, budget. but budget. Yeah, yeah. budget. It, the the action for me a little clunky at times, but for the most part mm. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, you're right. Lots of fast takes. I, I I wish some of it was a little bit more clear, but um, for the most part, especially that final act was was wonderful. You know what's something? Visual effects are always second to none, or as always, are second to none. You know what's something that has been frustrating me, both with these sequel Star Wars films and a lot of Marvel films, to be honest. What's that? Is the use of close-ups in like fighting scenes? Yes, you know what yes, I mean. Yes, like yes, in a hundred percent. Yes, in 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 the Ray and Kylo That's fight. That's exactly what I mean by and, clunky. That's yeah, exactly what I mean. In, in the Ray and Kylo fight, and in the uh, Kylo versus Knights of Ren fight, it was so close up, and I'm like, I want to see what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, like, it, yeah. Who's who's fighting who? I don't. I can't see. There anything. were some great shots of. And I guess we'll talk about the lightsaber fighting later. But there were some really good shots in that fight. But other times when they were close, like like they just decided super super close up. And it's like stop, don't, no, no, no pull yeah. back, pull back the camera, yeah, please, yeah, yeah, for the love of God. Like if you go back to Battle of Mustafar, there's watch, a lot of wide, watch, there's a lot of like, medium you shots, can see and the, it's 
yeah. fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, yeah, God, yeah. Even Luke versus Vader is pulled back. There's not that many close-ups. Yeah. Um, God, the, the, the worst, original... The worst, the worst fight in the prequels, in my opinion, is Anakin versus Dooku in episode two, when there's just that, oh, like, yeah. there's like a minute of, it's just cut to Hayden Christensen swinging, cut to... Uh, Christopher Lee swinging, yeah, and it's just like it—you don't see them actually lock blades they're, or anything. They're, they're, they're just swinging also each other. standing completely still. Yeah, it's horrible. Like no movement in their That's, body whatsoever. It, it felt like that a lot of times in this one, and it was like, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Pull the goddamn camera back. Yeah, let's see, let's see. If you're if you're so proud of how your actors are learning your choreography routines, fucking show them off. Exactly. Come on, what is exactly. wrong with you? Uh well, anyways, I, I yeah. love all the I love all the practical aliens. Babu Frick is my new favorite yeah. Star Wars character. That man is a gem. That little alien dude is a gem. Oh my god, he's so my funny. My favorite part of the movie, probably. Babu Frick. That dude was so funny. Love all the set pieces, you know, uh, the settings, rather, I guess, that they built for it. Costumes are all, obviously, they're all yeah. Star Wars costumes are great. Everything looks good. Just, again, some problems with, some problems more so with the action in this one than, I'll even say, the Last Jedi action, I think, was better yeah, it does it for technical. It's great. I don't know what the technical and the, you know, John Williams on the score. What else do you need to be saying? Unfortunately, this is his last time doing Star Wars. Yeah. John Williams, I think, is like 92 years old or something. He's so old. So dude. it's like, damn. Thank you, John. You're have been the one constant throughout all of these movies that your music is the best part of all of it. God, there were some moments. Think. So like, like damn. jumping forward, like into into third act, we haven't really mentioned it much. But like just while we're on the subject of music. When in the third act, when the whole resistance fleet shows up, you mean just the random people? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When the when the people show up to yeah. fight the whole like yeah, yeah, final yeah. order fleet, like yeah, that music, dude. The theme comes on. Yeah, beautiful. No, oh, yeah. And it's like it's like a mix of OG Star Wars and like it's mainly OG Star Wars, and then also like some new like rhythm to it. Yeah. But God, it's so beautiful, and it's it's insp it's like motivational and and inspiring. It's like, oh man, he's he's a legend. For me, the best part, there nothing hit quite as hard as the the music for the trailers of this movie. That was oh, the yeah. one. That was oh, the one yeah. that got me. That got me more than the movie itself. So that kind of sucks. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, John, thank you, you maestro, best film composer of all time, bar none. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Hans. But um, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that this is his last one. I'm just gonna miss him. Yeah. Um, but he's given us a lot. Yo, that Sith music though. When they went to the Sith planet, and it, was, it like sounded a little bit like Duel of the Fates, but scarier. Yeah, I know. Was, I know exactly ooh, which one. Yeah. Ooh, I was like, I, I literally leaned forward in my chair. I was like, oh, now, now I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. Like when um, the choir comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was dope. I guess now we have to talk about the story. Yeah. Uh, this is, again, just mumblings and grumblings, but <laughs> they literally, I mean, it. it I, I'm not going to go scene by scene because it's too hard, but just as I'm remembering things, even just from the very beginning, it retroactively tries to fix everything. You see fucking Snoke being grown in a container and Palpatine's <laughs> like, oh, I made, I made Snoke. Him. But it's like, oh my God, no, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> It, uh, like, how do you feel about that? Like, just like, well, here's like another thing that I wanted to talk about because it kind of ties into this. There has been zero explanation for how Palpatine is still alive. 
none. Oh, it's some bullshit. It, like yeah, he's no, just they, there. Man. He's just and and also he's not. They he's, had to. They he's had not that, a ghost. They had nowhere to go. He's not a force ghost. He's a physical being. And so it's like, well, how the hell did he survive? And so then in doing so, it's like, okay, well then, can you explain then how he's been reigning over all this shit as opposed to like, I was there. I made him. And that's all I we put, get. I, I connected you too. Yeah, I I made the link or like everything. All the voices you've been hearing was me all along. It's like, dude, there's come on. That's the most nonsense thing I've ever heard to claim that Palpatine was behind all of this. Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's so bad, and it sucks too because it's like uh, you, you didn't have to. He should have just been a ghost. Yeah. No. I mean, like. They give us absolutely nothing on how he has just been there all along. It's just oh, oh yeah, the dark side, there. the dark side pathway to many abilities. Yeah, unnatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your explanation. All right, palps. All it's right. just none whatsoever. And I so I saw you get thrown into a fucking reactor shaft. Yeah, you evaporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Like, uh... Oh my god. And like, then you have to get. You have to really think about it. Like, the implications of bringing Palpatine back. It ruins everything that was Anakin's arc. Not ruins, but it makes it pointless. Yeah. Because if Anakin didn't actually truly stop Palpatine, then what was the point? Like, he was the chosen one. He didn't stop the Sith, apparently. Apparently not. Apparently, he just halted it. Like, I I was watching uh, someone else's review the other day, and he had a really good take that uh, there's no respect for the mythology in these new movies. And the old ones including the prequels, because that was all about the Chosen One and stuff. There was always the through line was the mythos, the mythology of the prophecy or whatever. And like, uh, I mean, the prophecy was introduced in the prequels, but even the old ones, you still had the Jedi and the Sith and just like all that stuff, right? Like that was your driving force. There's no respect for any of that in in these ones. They're just actively, I mean, fucking the last movie was actively like, no, the Jedi and Sith, forget all of it. Kylo Ren says that. And like in this one again is just one big apology because it's like oh I've, we're sorry we uh we like the the Sith and Jedi no 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 that that conflict's dope it's like yeah it was it was dope not the old Republic <laughs> till, till you killed it yeah till you killed it you had a whole expanded universe that explored that conflict in a great detail <laughs> and again you you oh my God you killed all of it <laughs> yeah no it, well let's it, it's so. Let's so move broken. on before before you have an aneurysm here. I'm going to have an aneurysm either way. Oh, yeah, that's true. When we move on to the next thing, you're, you're going to have an aneurysm anyway. What's the next thing? What are we I going don't on? know. It's just problem after problem in the beginning. I'm trying to... I, I, I don't even want to go scene by scene because I'm forgetting scenes. I'm just trying to think of the biggest thing. I, I mean, just again, to just touch on it, pacing. Because this, 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 this ties into why we're forgetting scenes is because they just went by so fast... How yeah. can, how can you process that? How can you yeah. remember that? You can't. It just scene happens. They discover something. Boom. Move on to the next. They, thing. Had to they get a tracker something or something. Again, something. Oh, we're going to the thing. festival planet. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. The Knights of Ren suck. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> remember them? I, remember those jobbers? It sucks because they would show shots of them and like play ominous music, and I'd be like, "Yo, like there's there's gonna be some dope shit with them later on." And the fight between them and Kylo. It was cool. They're fodder. They're fodder. They're but yeah, absolute garbage. He took them out. Like none of them. Why didn't any nothing. of them have lightsabers or li- lightsaber blocking technology? I thought the same thing. He cut through that shit like no problem. Snoke's guards had lightsaber blocking technology. 
why don't the the Knights of Ren the don't have of Ren? He, uh, yeah. Oh my god. The the ones that have been fabled since the Force Awakens, like for three movies, they have been hinted at as being the fiercest warriors, and they they have like they're garbage. They have like they're a stick. Absolute garbage <laughs> tier. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're completely pointless. But I just I bring them up because I remember them assembling on the cliff, and I'm just like, oh look at those look at those losers. Sure enough, they they were absolute, well. That, they well, that was early enough in the film where I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like they're there, yeah. and then they didn't do anything. I think that's been a constant joke for uh, me and my buddy Will. Has always been like, "Oh, the Knights of Ren," because it's just like uh, the audacity to introduce the bad guy group in the third movie of your trilogy. Like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! They're, all right, they're well, so if, weak that they're like they, they don't put up any fight. <laughs> all right, well, if we're talking about pointless characters, let's uh let's talk about oh, some okay, more yeah. pointless here's, characters here's, here's here. Her, her structure to the podcast, big overarching theme: pointless characters. Pointless, here we go. This pointless is pointless characters. Pointless characters. The, like, who do you want to start with? If if we want to if we want to label the if we want to label the trilogies, it's the original trilogy. Great. The 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 prequel trilogy. Uh, uh, they exist. The sequel trilogy. Everything is pointless. pointless. Every person is pointless. They don't matter. Every single film of this sequel trilogy has introduced a pointless character. Force Awakens, Phasma. Pointless. (laughs) Pointless. The Last Jedi, Benicio Del Toro. Pointless. Stupid. Doesn't need to be there. And then... In this one? Rise of Skywalker. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. And countless others. Oh no, I guess like the countless others, like they have fulfilled their pointlessness, uh, in like a three movie arc. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of Hux. Yeah. I was I was yeah. just about to get to Hux. Yeah. I was like, yeah. if, and the worst of, one of them all, oh, man, is fucking Hux. General Hux. He got what a bitch. What a throughout this entire series. What a catastrophic waste of time. What a horrible character. Oh my god, dude. How did? How did anyone like? Okay, so uh, Hux ends up being a spy, right? For the for the for the resistance. No, he didn't. He, he, didn't was, do he shit. was a spy, I guess. Or he was uh, he was the the was he a spy or is he a double? He no, was no, the, he was a no. spy. He, yeah. See the terminology because spy implies that, that you are he was working wor- with, with, the with the resistance. You're right. The whole he's time, not a spy. Right? Oh no, he's not God. a spy. He's a traitor. He, oh he's God. not a fucking spy. They don't even get that right. Like. Oh my god, it's horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. That's He's, just hitting like, me now. Like, I didn't like, realize. You're, you're that. telling me that uh the the Adolf Hitler replicant character of uh The Force Awakens, remember when he's given the the Hitler speech on uh the uh, Star Killer base? I remember. Oh yeah. That guy? Oh yeah, no, it turns out uh, he was like, I don't care who wins. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. It's like, "Oh my god, you you insufferable." Like uh you like like what they should have done is just you had one like he was already a useless character and a joke but like all you had to do in this one was just okay just consistent just get him blown up in a starship that's all you have to do with hux in this movie and they didn't even do that it's like no uh hux uh uh he's actually a spy and they only did that because they needed to get out of getting captured in a star destroyer Mm -hmm. it's like fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you that's horrible and what makes it even worse is that it's domino gleason Absolute waste of an actor. Dude is such a phenomenal actor, and they make him one Just of, yell. if not like the worst character in Star Wars. One of, yeah, Hux is, oh my god, it's it's embarrassingly bad. 
It's so stupid, dude. Like they introduce characters, they they put them in the press and in the media as if they're gonna be huge. Like Benicio del Toro and and Carrie Russell, man, they were in interviews. Like, oh, tell us how it was like being in Star Wars, and like, of course, they're gonna say it was <laughs> dude, amazing because it's Star Wars, dude. They were in it for like five minutes each, dude. I have, they were pointless. I have some interviews for you to look up. Look up Gwendolyn Christie talking about how much of an honor it is to be Captain Phasma. It is sad. Oh, oh she's like, oh, God. I love Captain Phasma. I think she's a strong character and like, like all that. And it's like, oh, <laughs> put Gwen, on the accent no. Too. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, oh, Gwendolyn. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because yeah. you want to talk about criminally underused actors. Gwendolyn Christie is one of the best parts Great. of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's Gwendolyn Christie. It's goddamn Brianna Tarth. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I think, I think for me, Phasma is still the worst. Hux is a hard, no. hard Hux number two. I, I think Hux is worse. Think about, like, how... It, okay. Let's go Chrome Dome. No, no. Oh, God. No. Think, think back to uh, A New Hope and you get Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. And how serious and how dark and intimidating he was. And then probably his his counterpart in this sequel trilogy is supposed to be Hux. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it's He's a to fucking be. meme. The yeah. entire time. Yeah. I mean, there there is an argument that that's the, I guess it's the point that the First Order is supposed to be like uh, wannabe Nazis, right? Or the, the, the sorry, not Nazis. But the, the, I mean, they're all Nazis. <laughs> they're all Nazis. But the First Order is supposed to be wannabe Empire. That's why they're not good at their job. But the problem there is that they're not a threat. You do not take them seriously. They are a joke. Like you said, they are a meme. They're not a force to be reckoned with. When you don't have the cold Empire, just guys callously doing their job like like not feeling at all or like Tarkin who like obviously power complex there and whatever when you don't have a threat you don't take the bad guy seriously even if it is the point that they're just jokes it's like whatever whatever you just you're just it's the whole thing is like it's just blase you brush it over like oh whatever they're, they don't have a chance of winning any of this yeah 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 remember when the empire came down on hoth and just started blowing everything away it was like oh god that's a that's a big deal like holy shit these guys aren't to be fucked with. Remember when Vader completely destroys Luke at the end of Empire? Oh, they're, they're not ready. The heroes are not ready. Like, everything that Last Jedi should have done, it didn't do. And no. Oh, God. It's it's all... this Like, you could literally watch the sequel quote-unquote trilogy without The Last Jedi. You could just skip Last Jedi. And, yeah. and you'd be fine. Yeah. You wouldn't have missed a thing. Except the only thing, and we were talking about this that's, last oh, night, wait, wait, I just, is the force connection. I just, uh, that's that's another, sorry, just going back to um, First Order and taking bad guys seriously. That's another overcorrection that they only did in Rise of Skywalker. The new Force Order guy, uh, First Order guy that, like, who kills Hux, the guy that kills Hux and kind of becomes the Admiral Piet or the, the leading commanding officer of the First Order after he kills Hux, um, that guy is stone cold serious. He's hyper competent. Exactly. He knows exactly. He sees through Hux immediately and he shoots him dead. And I'm like, there's a, there's a, where were you two yeah. movies ago? Yeah. Should where were you? The whole time. Where were you? The whole time. And, but that's, that's the thing is that it's an overcorrection because fans like us bitched about it being wrong in the other movies because it's, it's just another step they have to fix as opposed to staying consistent with anything. And it's like, God, it, it just boils down to pick and choose your battles. You you can't do it all. So if you're gonna do something, that's great. Don't do everything because yeah, like like you gotta. Oh God, it's awful. It's just it's just a mess. Ugh. 
All right. We've been... Uh... Babu Frick is best boy. <laughs> Babu we've, Frick was the best new character. He we've had been a uh, <laughs> We've been ripping on this movie, on these movies. Should we give them some praise? No, I still have more. I still have more to yell about. <laughs> I still have more to yell about. Because we haven't even talked about Ray or Kylo or any of the main characters yet. We haven't talked about any of them yet. <laughs> Do you realize how layered this is? <laughs> Remember when Chewie died? <laughs> Remember, well, when they, remember when they killed Chewie? Well. No, the thing is, is that they didn't kill Chewie. Because, of course, they didn't kill Chewie. No. But if they would have killed him like that. Oh the God. thing is, the problem, what hurts my heart there, is when uh, Rey, cool as fuck that she uses lightning. That's really cool. I'm not going to. I'm that not going to point about that. So that was so sick. That was sick. That was sick. When they're both pulling the ship. I'm like, oh, yo. Well, first of all, when she stopped the ship. Yeah, Ray and Kylo are just kind of nuts. Yeah. They're, they're crazy strong. They're insanely they're, they're, powerful. They're OP as shit yeah. for some reason. I guess the more the Skywalker blood gets diluted, the stronger it gets. And same for the Palpatine blood. I guess. Because I guess Ray is a Palpatine. I guess, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but like when, when they stop the ship, it's like, oh, these two are way stronger than anyone we've ever seen. At least in the movies strictly. Because, I mean, you could go into the old video games and stuff and motherfuckers do insane shit. There's guys that pull down Star Destroyers. Like, yeah, dudes are nuts. But these two, just in the canon movies, like, oh my god, they're a cut above everybody. It's kind of nuts. A cut above Anakin Skywalker, which is kind of nuts, <laughs> considering the mythos. But whatever, I guess. What, anyway, what I was talking about was with Chewie. What hurt my heart in that scene is that when, he, when the ship blew up and we all thought he was dead, I mean, I guess it varies if you actually thought, if you believed it or not. I believed it because I was so numb to the disrespect of the old characters that like, like when the ship blew up, I was like, man, they got Chewbacca too, huh? That's just, all right. That's just, all right. He was captured and went out like that. And like, I believed it because I was like, yeah, that's to be expected. I guess it had to be one of them. I was furious. I was like, if you are going to kill Chewbacca like that, if you're going to make Ray your protagonist that we are supposed to support, Kill Chewbacca. How the fuck do you expect us to continue supporting her? Now, of course, like, she ends up not killing him. But just the fact that they, like, kind of hinted at that was like, don't you fucking do this. Don't you dare. Yeah, but it's it's the whole thing where it's like, there's no way that she actually did because Rey's allegiance to the light has never, like, I never bought her flirting with the dark. Like... They set it up in the last Jedi that like she just went straight for it. She goes straight for the dark. And I'm like, okay, like there was something there, but then you know you get to the end of the last Jedi and it's clearly not. And then this movie is again a correction. So they correct Ray by being like, oh no 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 no, the dark side is still uh, it's still very attractive to her. She's still uh, seduced by the dark side. I actually that. I think they did a pretty decent job with with Ray in this one. I think the the dark side aspect to her was handled in a decent fashion. My issue with her conflict is it was, again, this is the, it's the whole thing. The whole thing falls apart for me. It was forced upon her because you have the reveal. She's a Palpatine. So it becomes something that it's in her blood as opposed to, it's just something within her own nature as her own character. Ray is not allowed to be her own character in this trilogy. And I was so excited for her at the end of force awakens. When, when she caught that lightsaber in The Force Awakens, that's one of my favorite ever uh, theater moments. I loved that. I love that when uh, she uh, Kylo was pulling on the, on the lightsaber in the snow and it flies past Kylo into her hands and then they fight. 
that moment was so cool for me because I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. Because I thought it was going to be Finn and it wasn't Finn. Thank God. <laughs> at the end of the day, like that character at the end of The Force Awakens who hands the lightsaber off to Luke, it, she dies there. She's forced to be no one in the second movie and then very much forced to be someone in the third movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God damn it. Just like, uh, it's such a mess. It's such a mess. I hope they put I hope they put these movies down for like five, ten years. I think they, they need another break. They they really do. And they won't because Disney. Yeah. But I mean, if they're not going to do a break, they need to. In the next one, they need to go either far away in the future or far away in the past. Mm-hmm. Like the old expanded universe did yeah. because it was smart enough not to fuck with the movies that much. Yeah. Like you you can expand the clone wars you can expand the time before the movies but you don't no i think they know. need to i think they need to get away from this skywalker era because yeah, they the, need the two the two star wars story movies that we've gotten were rogue one which i really enjoy i like rogue one but it is literally just a throwback to a new hope and then solo which is like solo. <laughs> right before a new hope you know and it's like, like solo. and it's just like no dude like <laughs> speaking of Han, Go though, to I think, else. speaking of Han Solo, I think Han had the best scene in the movie. That was a really good Be- scene. Between that was Kylo a very, Han. very good scene. Yeah, and was... also, and also the callback to "I know." What? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really no, good. That because that one got that one that one got me. You know what it is? It's because that scene was earned. That scene was set up by the prior movie. Yes. Like how a trilogy is supposed exactly. to work. God exactly. damn it! Like, like you, okay. Praise. You wanted you wanted to give some praise. All right. That is a that is a praise. That is a very <laughs> very good job movie. And you know what? I will give praise. Kylo Ren is a great character. All right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we're, we're breaking down praise. characters right now. I think the next one that we need to do is Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is a very, very good character. Deserving of a better story surrounding him, but Kylo Ren himself is an excellent character. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Adam Driver, because goddamn, I love it. I loved just how he ended up going. It, uh, I mean... I'm okay that he got redeemed because I expected that. Obviously, I think we all just kind of like, oh yeah, he'll be he'll be redeemed. It's yeah. just it's just you know it's the, it's the it's the Vader thing. He's yeah. a new Vader. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a time where it was like, oh maybe he'll double down or whatever. But I mean, like if if I had it my way, it would have been the switch in eight. Ray would have gone to the dark. Ad- uh, 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 Kylo would have been like, oh what the fuck, and like gone back to the light. But there's enough in this movie alone that I'm like, okay, this 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 works. This works with Kylo. So I'm like, okay. Saving grace of the trilogy. Um, yeah, no, it's just it, pretty much every scene that wasn't focused on Kylo or Rey. I'm like, can we please just go back yeah. to Kylo and Rey? No, I mean, clearly <laughs> Kylo was the best part. He was the best character because he was one of the very few that actually had legitimate and, and, and visual flaws. Yeah. Like he he is one of the he like that's the that's the point of filmmaking is to create characters that are interesting perfect. because they're conflicted and because they have flaws. Like when you have a perfect character, they're boring. And so many of these characters in this in these movies would kind of be considered perfect. And Kylo was one of the very few that actually has conflict from the very beginning. And yeah. it is developed throughout all three films. Like at the beginning of, of Force Awakens, you know, he's all bad. But then, you know, there's like there's a the little bit of hint Han of the light and, with, yeah. with the scene with Han Solo. Then in Last Jedi, there's a 
big hint at the light. Snoke is so angry at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like like he really you really start to see like oh no, you know, like he's really start to starting to to go back, you know? Yeah, he gets to the point at the end of the last Jedi where he's just like, "Ah, fuck all this." Yeah. And then that but then that's where it like reflects very nicely in the Rise of Skywalker because at the very beginning God, you can just see it in his face that he's like... He's done. He's very done. tired. He yeah. is done. But then as the movie progresses and progresses and he starts learning more and more and starts to realize everything of what's going on, it finally hits him. And that's where that's where I think it's it, it, like he's done very well in that a span of three movies, the conflict is constantly there, constantly shifting, and it makes his character very interesting. And so I think he was handled really, really nicely. Yeah. No, I will absolutely give it that. Kylo Ren is a very, very good character. There is one that's not just pertaining to Kylo, but the the Ray, the shipping, the pairing, right? Because mm-hmm. we gotta talk about the kiss. Yeah, that's another overcorrection where it's like, why, why are you listening to the fan base, the the section of the fan base that's the you know the Raylo shippers? Why, <laughs> Raylo? Why, why did you, why did you do that? You didn't have to do that. No. Um, one of our buddies said he could have just died in her arms. That would have been way more powerful. I thought that's and what I was, like, was going to uh-huh. happen. Yeah, I thought I thought that's what would or what should have happened at least. Well, actually, no, what? No, I don't think he should have died. I don't like it. It makes sense death. because of you don't like the trope that like death equals redemption or like redemption means you die basically. I mean, I wasn't necessarily talking about that, but when you say it like that, yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, but I just death. I just don't think like he was given like the Luke treatment in the Last Jedi. And that he just oh my, yeah. died. Yeah. And it was like, why? where did that come from? You know, like, I understand that Rey probably was more powerful. And so she's able to do these healings and not feel like as much weakness or lose as much strength as like as as Kylo did. But like, still, man, like, come on. You, you didn't have to just do him like that, like instant yeah, death right there, yeah. you know? I also, I mean, I was also mad that he uh, had no part in beating Palpatine at the end. He got yeeted <laughs> off the side of the cliff, and it was just all Ray. I was like, doesn't that kind of? Like, I thought about there's like a whole two becoming one thing here, and yeah. uh, it just ended up being Ray holding both swords. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> which which was a cool image, right. but at the same no, it was time, sick. But I, I would have liked Kylo them there. both to have taken him down. Well, I wanted one more lightsaber fight, and we didn't get it. Yeah, I really I was like, all right, Palpatine's gonna whip out the. That the, I the thought blades. the same thing, dude, and he didn't. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> damn it. I thought I thought we were the, I thought we were gonna get like a Clone Wars Palpatine. Yeah, you know how in the series, like uh, the Clone Wars series, Palpatine is like fast as no, hell. No, uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. He's, when he duels Darth Maul. And oh, his brother, oh, that's he what, has okay. The yeah, yeah, two yeah. Sa- I've seen the fight. Yeah, I haven't Sa- watched the show, uh, Savage the, and Maul. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the fight. No, that's exactly what I was. Exp- I was like, please, 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 can we get a two on one? Yeah, can we please get a two on one? And we didn't. It's just like. I guess they would have had to use CG Palpatine or something. Or yeah. uh, when he stole their life force, he should have gotten much younger. younger. Or something. I thought the same but, thing. But he didn't. That was my main... Uh, th- sorry, this is another... God, there's just so many problems. But another thing is that I went into this movie thinking, okay, well, it might be a bad movie, but that lightsaber fight on the water on the Death Star wreckage looks pretty cool. So that might be pretty cool. And it was pretty cool, but it happens in the middle of the movie and there's not another one at the end. And it's like... Dude, at least not lightsaber on lightsaber. Right, it's yeah. it's Ray fighting some nobodies and Kylo fighting the Knights of Ren, aka more nobodies. More nobodies, yeah. They're just they're just fodder. They're cannon fodder because I mean, number one, Kylo and Ray are so much above everyone else that we've ever seen. That's not even fair. But like, 
come on, Palpatine's right there. <laughs> you could have just like just a little fight, just a little one maybe. Yeah. And yeah, the 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 thing is that like the fight with Rey and Kylo on the water, it's not bad, but it cuts away a lot to Finn and uh, uh other characters doing other things while they're fighting. And I'm like. Like while other fights have done that in the past, like I was like, oh, can we please just like, can we just get five minutes of just uninterrupted? Like, I just want like, I want some choreography here. Yeah. And it wasn't really there. There was one awesome, awesome. Like, I almost stood up and clapped. There was one awesome moment. Um, that's very, very cool character moment in the fight, and it's when a tidal wave is coming up on the part of the platform that they're on, and it's a tidal wave, right? It's coming at both of them, and Ray does a sick backflip over the tidal wave and lands you know super gracefully fucking kylo ren just walks through the wave it's the coolest <laughs> little thing that's what makes those fights so cool lights that's what makes good lightsaber fights is little dope little moments like that and it had one and i can't say that any of the other lightsaber fights in this year in the tri- uh, the sequel trilogy have had moments like that yeah but that was that was one that was one I'm like, this is this is what it's about. Do the do the do show how characters are different through their actions, like subtle things like that. Yeah, how their yeah. environment I I I that is probably my favorite moment of the entire movie, actually. Yeah, no, that is. That is. Because that's something that at least me, I can read into. Whereas I don't get that from a lot of the other moments in 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 this these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something that, interesting. That's one one I will give a ten out of ten. That was a ten out of ten moment. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, that's dope. That's some <laughs> that's good shit right there. Well, if we're just gonna jump to the next scene then, we're gonna throw back to the point of this sequel trilogy just treating the original characters so fucking badly. <laughs> so let's talk about Luke. Do you want to talk about Luke? This is you sat next to me. You heard me go. Oh no! Yeah, you heard me. Because so there's a there's a moment where uh, Ray, at her lowest, she goes back to um, the The island that the the island that Luke was on. She's there to because her idea is like, okay, I am the biggest threat in the world because I'm a Palpatine, and if I give if I go to Palpatine, I'll be giving him what he wants. Uh, So I'm just gonna live in exile like Luke did. Nobody know I'll be here. That kind of deal. Which I'm like, okay, that's fair. Anyways, she has a moment where she throws, she's she, no, she does throw Luke's lightsaber and Luke's force ghost hand comes out and catches it. And Luke comes out and goes, oh, weapon of a Jedi should be treated with more respect. Remember in The Last Jedi when the first time we see Luke Skywalker, he holds his lightsaber and then throws it behind his him? His father's lightsaber too. Yeah. He remember just, he remember that? When, yeah, he, no, when that's how he treated the weapon of a Jedi, because I remember that, but no, but, no, but Star Wars doesn't seem to remember and that. And like people are gonna say, like, okay, well, like that was the whole point of the Last Jedi was, uh, you know, he learned because again, the whole thing's an overcorrection. Is that okay? No, no, that's that's the sorry. The problem is not Luke saying that line. The problem is that the line is included at all because it's another overcorrection. You are rectifying something that a lot of people did not like, myself included, in the last movie. It's another, oh, we're sorry. Yeah. It's, oh my God, it's, it all comes back to Game of Thrones. It's the Game of Thrones effect where they went the worst possible way of going about the worst possible chain of events, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going for the castle, she burns down the city first. You could have just had Luke appear. But no, he had to catch the lightsaber and be like, oh, treat this with more respect. It, 
your methods are wrong jj abrams <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if, well i don't know if that would be jj that would whoever be whoever wrote writers the, whoever wrote the it studio so yeah the scene the the luke scene while necessary to bring luke in it's just like god it slowed everything down and also just like it was it was like you said it was just one big we're sorry for luke and how we treated him in the last jedi yeah you shouldn't have been put in this position to begin with no it's stupid yeah. it's stupid I'll talk about Leia. I mean, I, what else? What else to say about Leia? Really, there's that one really cool scene. Well, I was gonna say this is a this is a very difficult one to talk about. Obviously, with Carrie yeah, Fisher it, passing, my they only didn't really my have only much note, to work with my only notes under Leia is just there's unfortunate real life circumstances. Yeah, yeah. and they did the best that they could. I they did a great job. Yeah. I like I was shocked with how seamlessly it it fit, and I don't know how on earth they did that, but. I appreciate that she was the the master of Rey. I actually like that. That was cool. That she uh, took up the mantle of training Rey for what she could. Like, like I, I liked that. I mean, again, like it just goes back to what you said of you know unfortunate real life circumstances made this character, uh, or at least her story, a little bit more complicated. But for what they did, I think they did it well. That quick scene though of uh, Luke and her training. Way I love that in the scene. Past. I loved that, that scene, dope. dude. That was dope. Um, Lando Calrissian's in this movie <laughs> for a little bit. Um, and that, to be fair, it. Billy D. Williams, he looks like he's having fun, and I think he's just glad to be back. And I'm glad to see him back. You know, I, I don't actually, understand how he fits at all. Well, I loved the scene between him and Poe, where he asked, you know, how did you do it? Yeah, and he yeah, just said we bad. had each other, yeah. you know, and it it was that's sweet. It was sweet that's because it, it brought it back to the original trilogy, that's and good. it's like that group is just it's iconic, you know. Yeah, and so and so for him to just say like you know we did all that because we had each other, it was sweet. So yeah. I liked it. I yeah. thought that was a good scene. Yeah, that was that was a good scene, and that kind of that, that's kind of Poe's whole thing too. Is Poe's arc in this movie? He really starts to doubt like like oh f- shoot, we're really kind of on our own on this one. And then, you know, that comes to fruition at the end. It doesn't make sense how, because I don't know how Lando brought every person in the galaxy with him. Well, well, Lando wasn't <laughs> bad. I don't think no. Lando was bad. No, he was I don't fine. think. And thank God they didn't just abuse him to high hell like they did the rest of the characters that of the old heroes. Mm-hmm. So at least Lando wasn't like ruined, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel so bad about Finn. What a poor character. John Boyega, you also deserved better. They basically reduced Finn to just like chasing after Ray. Yeah, and that's pretty that's much all, he, all they all made him in this movie. Do. That's all he could do. That's all he could. Like, like, he should have died in the last one. Poor Finn, man. He had such Poor little Finn. involvement in this film, other than like a couple of like strategical maneuvers and shit, like in the battles. Oh but, wait, they make him force sensitive in this movie. Oh. Remember that? I forgot about that too, brother. I forgot about that. Yeah, they make him force. They give everybody gets the force. That's right. Yeah. We were talking about how That's how right. uh, the rise of Skywalker is actually just an episode of Oprah. And uh, you get uh, force sensitive. Yeah. You, you become force sensitive. They, th- somehow Finn becomes force sensitive in this one, and um, so he dumb. he has a feeling that the 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 they're, all the star destroyers have to go up with some sort of tower or something, right? Wasn't that the the plan? Yep. He has a feeling. I remember when there used to be a military strategy in uh, Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a, it was pretty clear cut. There was a trench run. You had to go through the trench, shoot the missiles through the exhaust port. It'd lead to the reactor core, and the whole thing would blow up. Pretty simple, but uh, 
that wasn't based on a feeling. That was based on technical plans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that the whole movie was about getting back to yep. uh, the rebellion. And so the, 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 mil the military strategy to go for the tower, that one was based on technical. But then once it closed down, it's on that ship. Oh, How do you know? Another feeling. I just have a feeling. Another feeling. Yeah. I feel like, I feel I guess like the it... target is in that building. How do you know? What sort of intel do you have that will give that away? I just have a feeling. How convenient that, you know, the Force picks and chooses when it uh, wants to give its character, uh, give its abilities to certain people. Uh, I liked hearing Hayden Christensen's voice <laughs> as uh, as one of the Jedi voices. Poe has a good arc, too. The character that he becomes in The Last Jedi flows nicely into I will give Rise you, of yeah, Skywalker. I agree. I you know agree. what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I like seeing the consequences of his decisions uh, has really impacted him and has made him a better leader for that. So I, I think, uh, I, I guess I'll give The Last Jedi that one in, yeah. that, in that his development in that led to who he is in this one. And, and in this yeah, one, he's, he's a good character. Yeah, so. yeah. It's... Uh, Poe Dameron, like when he uh, he swings the ship to get that one crawler, like he literally like it's it's chained on the rope with Finn. There's some good teamwork. The uh, the Finn like gets the cable on that one speeder, and then Poe guns the, like, the whips ship. It around. Yeah, he whips it around. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's dope. And again, it just all the cool shit points back to they split up the characters in the second movie and. For most of the third movie, they're also still split up. But when they, when the three of, when the three leads are actually all f together, and the pacing isn't going a thousand miles an hour, when it slows down and all three of them together, there are some little moments where I'm like, oh, this is cool, mm -hmm. and it just is like, oh, what, what could have been? Yeah, what could have been? Yeah, yeah. To have I agree. these three because they're all great actors, and um, like they, they're just not. Unfortunately, how things were not planned out but how they played out was that we only get so little time with them actually together you know so they can forge relationships with each other like i, I kind of like that ray and poe don't get along that well i think it's funny but we should have gotten more of that and we don't because mm. they have to go get the dagger and then the holocron or whatever and then they split up again because yep. ray freaks out and mm -hmm. uh it's like, oh, I can't do this, and all the all the stuff. Well, I think before we start talking about Ray, there's one more there's one more character that we need to talk about, and that's three PO, C three PO. Yeah, which is an interesting thing because I would not think that he's a character that would need to be focused on. Anthony Daniels uh, has the distinguished honor, I guess, of being the only actor to be in all nine of these movies. So that's crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Anthony Daniels Kenny, is the only Kenny one Baker to be all not in it. Peter Mayhew wasn't in the in most of the prequels. Yeah, yeah, he was the only one in all of them. That's kind of crazy. Wow, kind of crazy. I think, uh, yeah. So I think they, I think they handled C three PO pretty decently. When he finished playing his part, he, he was out of there, which is okay. I love the line where it was like, "Oh, Babu Frick, he's one of my oldest friends." Yeah. After. <laughs> After they mind wipe him, I thought that was so funny. It's so subtle, the but humor, it's so the humor, funny. You know what? Like, I think the they fly out. You know how we got that preview before it came out. I think yeah. that set the bar pretty low. But the humor in this one wasn't offensively wasn't bad. bad. Yeah, this one didn't have anything like Luke milking an alien. You know what I mean? And then drinking the milk like a slob. Yeah, because that's yeah. what that's what Ryan Johnson found funny. But 
No, the humor in this one is much better than the uh, than the previous two. I think. I agree. I think they finally, fucking Christ, they found some kind of balance with the humor. Thank God. Thank God they found the balance with the humor and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> oh. I agree. All right. Well, last character to talk about is the main character. It's the main character. Oh, Ray Palpatine. <laughs> who I'm like uh, excuse me Ray Skywalker Ray Skywalker no excuse me <laughs> no I'm I'm gonna call her Ray Palpatine because it turns out she's a Palpatine in my opinion it would have been easier to accept if she was a direct clone because the implications of her being Palpatine's granddaughter are strange and gross but yeah that means Palpatine had children it's like what are you serious <laughs> okay so that's a thing now. All of the overcorrections with Ray are pretty much the biggest overcorrections I think made in this movie. The biggest one being, oh, she's not a nobody. She's a Palpatine. It's like, damn. And also the overcorrection of of her parents from The Last Jedi where they were nobody. It, well, clearly they're not. They're not nobody. You know, like, so now you have to come up with they some... Tr- now you have to come up with some backstory for them. It's like, oh, they chose to be nobody. Yeah, exactly. I didn't lie. Which is another, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. sorry that like, we didn't... I wasn't technically wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> you know what? Talking about this has made me feel. This movie is spineless. Has no backbone. Because it, it, it bends itself over in a way to like appease everybody that got mad at Last Jedi. Hmm. And it's, it's such a strange feeling because <laughs> The Last Jedi clearly has a spine because it decides to do things things that i don't agree with at all but in doing so it removes the spine from this movie because this movie has to be like we're sorry we're so sorry oh god oh please please like star wars again like and for me ray's lineage is the biggest version of that because you could have just you, you should have just stuck with she's nobody she she she's just force because there's also the theory that like oh it's like how anakin was force incarnate she could have just been the next iteration of that and that would have made more sense but no it has to be okay let's uh what are they saying on reddit oh she's a palpatine okay well i guess uh, she's a palpatine now and they just they actually threw that into the story she starts getting new force powers up the ass some of which are cool like the lightning totally acceptable that's that's dope but like the healing factor that's that's pretty new and uh the ability to transfer life force also fairly new i think i don't know like um i've seen a lot of takes that that the the healing factor would have been the answer to everything if anakin had them and it's like uh, uh, maybe <laughs> but then you get to like oh but he was the chosen one if he can't have it why can she have it and it's like oh no shut up shut up no oh no don't <laughs> don't don't think about it don't question it yeah. Don't do anything. <laughs> just watch the movie. Just, wa- just, just watch, watch the movie. Just watch. It's sad. I, I had so much hope for Ray. It's sad because she is also a character that I think deserves better. But she's just going to be remembered as Miss Perfect, kind of. Because mm-hmm. she still never really loses. I guess she loses in quotes that fight with Kylo, but she still kills Kylo at, the, at that at that fight, right? When she stabs him through. Well, uh, injures, I guess. And, well, she yeah. kills him, but she heals him, right? Yeah. Because that's a lightsaber through the gut or whatever. And uh, she heals him, but she wins. Is my point is she wins that fight 
divine intervention from yeah. Leia granted, but an L is still an L. But yeah, that's just how Ray is going to be remembered for me. It's just like what could have been. She's just a blank canvas and they thrust so much under in the last one that it doesn't work. It yeah. looks like it looks like you dumped paint on that blank canvas. I think like you I just think dumped the bucket on it. She uh, and uh, we touched upon this earlier, but I think she was actually handled pretty decently in this one, but it stems back to how poorly she was developed in the last Jedi. Yep. Like there was the, like you could kind of see Still the dark so super good at everything, yeah. no training. Su- yeah, exactly. Like god tier at everything, like kind of you could see the dark side in her, but like that kind of died instantly. It was in this one where they really developed that, but again, it has the Game of Thrones factor where there's so much that they need to catch up and catch up on in so little time that it's like Oh, like, oh, she's bad. She's bad. Everybody they, see she's bad. They even throw in a line where it's like, oh, uh, Luke and Leia, but they both knew that you were a Palpatine. They just didn't tell you. It's like, shut up. Just that doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Why are you throwing in these lines? Yeah. Like, like that is that is some very important information for her to know. The The Skywalkers would have known to say, yo, you're a Palpatine. It's stupid. But I mean, overall, I think she was actually handled pretty decently. I'm not upset about it. Uh, I was I was okay with her in this one. All right, so we've been uh, kind of slashing this film a lot. Should we give it some praise for the pretty fucking cool moments that it had? Cause it had some pretty fucking cool moments, man. Your boy Wedge Antilles. Oh my god! I had texted Aaron before when I was watching all the Star Wars movies before Rise of Skywalker, just to you know remind myself of everything that happened. When I watched the original trilogies, I texted him. I was like, so Wedge is the best pilot in the history of Star Wars. <laughs> like, there, there is no arguing that. And I kid you not, Aaron texts me. He goes, yeah, I'm glad his actor didn't come back because uh, pretty much like it, it, they like he didn't want that character to be ruined. He would have been killed off. He would have been he would have been in the bridge with Akbar and thrown the into man, space. The man came back for less than one second. And it was perfect. It was pure hype. Literally, really he out, comes yeah. on screen. We're with you, Lando. I, I literally jumped and like fist in the air. I was like, that's my boy. Yeah, no, Wedge shows up. That was pretty cool. Uh, Palpatine's lightning into the sky is one of the sickest things ever. And the sound design they, for it yeah, is they, they do the Thor. They do the Thor entrance to Wakanda thing where, yeah, it just, like, it, it's it's so well done. And what's and amazing, they, it's they, like, they, yo, because it's like, it's like, um. Uh, to me, that was like that harkens back to like the Palpatine of the old expanded universe. I was like, oh, this man is nice like that. Oh, he's strong as shit. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. takes out everybody. Everybody. <laughs> like, like Palpatine has one cool move in this entire movie, and that's it. But it's the coolest thing in the movie. It like well, that boy one shots the entire fight. I'm and like, what's amazing oh. is he targets it. Yeah, you know, like he doesn't. It doesn't take out his fleet as well. It takes out. Only the resistance. Yeah, it takes them all. Yo, it it, it, it inca- incapacitates their entire fleet. Basically, it's so nice. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that was no. That was that was the moment where I leaned forward. Right before he did the 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 lightning. Yeah. It, there was a split second of complete silence, and then just a lightning explosion, and it made the moment so much more powerful. And yeah. it was just like, oh. Yeah. That was sick. No, that, was, that was really cool. All right. So then another. Th- thing that unfortunately kind of like draws praise to the last jedi is the force connection between ray and kylo oh those scenes were really cool they were really cool yeah i like those they were really really well done and the fact that like you know physical 
Um, objects can transfer. Yeah, physical objects can transfer from one to the other, like within these force connections, is pretty pretty interesting. Um, the coolest set up, one set up in Last Jedi and paid off here. Yeah, yeah the coolest yeah, one stuff. obviously being there. when Ray puts the lightsaber behind her head and Kylo takes it from behind his head. Yeah, and, that's sick. Oh my god, that was, that was so sick. That's pretty cool. I also love the Sith. Uh, dungeon or whatever, wherever like what the, like the choir and like the assembly of all yeah. the I don't know what they were, but it was just hooded figures. It was just like a Sith, like a like a Roman Colosseum kind of look, and all the Sith statues and stuff. And the the choir music came in. Yo, I I, I ate all of that up. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. I'm like okay, like I was talking about Mythos earlier. Like here we go, let's see some Sith. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we kind of did, but like for what we got, it was still even pretty cool. Yeah, just, like Palpatine speaking to yeah that's kind of cool actually i just realized it's like probably kind of speaking to the senate but it's not the senate it's like uh it's a sith yeah, senate. yeah, yeah. i don't know it's some sort of audience i don't know it was cool yeah whatever they were something about palpatine speaking to an audience i'm like oh prequels <laughs> and i was like oh nice i like this moment um we talked about it a little bit last night it it felt very much like Endgame to me when the fleet was at their lowest like poe was about to say you know guys like i don't think we're gonna make it out of this one and then you hear Lando come in in the comms, and I I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, who didn't? Yeah. But it was so cool Spoiled to, like, to just like hear it, and then just the camera pans up, and you see just a million ships. Yeah. And to me, and like I I had mentioned it earlier, uh, John Williams' score beneath yeah. was gorgeous, and so that moment to me was very very cool, and I I loved it. It just it felt a lot like the portals, um, the portals entrance in Endgame. Uh, Endgame obviously being more impactful because we actually know who's coming through those portals, uh, <laughs> but it was still a cool moment. Yeah, no, that was. I'm trying to think of others that I'm forgetting. Uh, the I Kylo, liked, the I liked... Kylo behind the uh, behind the back block. Oh yeah, Anakin. Uh, uh, Kylo pulls out a page from Anakin's move set. He does a behind the behind the back block with the lightsaber. I thought that was dope. Picked up on that immediately. I was like, yeah. oh, he did the he did the move. His like, whole Yo. combat style in or fighting style in that fight versus the the Knights of Ren. It yeah. was really cool. It yeah. was really clean. I even liked him at the beginning of the movie. Remember when he's just mowing down yeah. how those people were? Yeah. He's just so done, dude. Yeah. When he clotheslines someone with his crossblade, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Another very subtle but cool moment was when uh he and Ray uh walked up to the Emperor and simultaneously raised the blue lightsabers up to their faces. You know, you yeah, that? yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. cool. No, yeah, that was, both, that was a good well, shot. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. When they're both standing before him, it's awesome. But then Kyle just gets yeeted. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be Ray. Oh, like man. I said, the humor got better. Humor got yeah, better. Humor it definite better. improvement in the humor, which is sad because it's like you found improvement nowhere else. But like humor, <laughs> good job, I guess. Yeah. Well, the movie is filled with many, 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 many lows that are very, very low. But it had its highs. It had and highs. Yeah. They were great. You know, they were a lot of fun. So I walked out it's of it. It's just easier to focus on the bad, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I walked mean, out of it having having had a lot of fun. And, you yeah, know, it was I, an, it, I was entertained. Yeah. I am I, not upset about that. It is a miracle that the Mandalorian is as good as it is. It's just kind of insane. But, I mean, like, Mandalorian is an indication of or is an example of what I've wanted ever since disney bought it like tell different stories and the mandalorian is like the only true isolated one so far and it's like it's going really well <laughs> can you can you please learn to just leave d d d uh, just leave the skywalker stuff alone <laughs> just bury it like ray does ray buries both lightsabers at yeah. the end like 
Let's do that. And gets the sick yellow lightsaber. She gets too. the yellow one. Yeah. I don't know. We're never going to see it again. But nope. Well, I think... Uh, that concludes our mumblings and grumblings. So, to finish us out, Aaron, would you recommend going to see this movie? If by some miracle you haven't watched any of the new movies, no. <laughs> um, If you were like me and just had to see how it ended, yeah, I recommend it. And then if you're someone that was able to get through Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker and just enjoy it and just live your life comfortably, I envy you. I don't know. Go watch the movie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, I would agree. If you haven't seen any of the new ones, there's no... no don't watch yeah, there's, this movie. Yeah, there, there's really no point in watching this one. But if you're a Star Wars fan and you made it through Force Awakens and Last Jedi, yes, I would watch this just to just to finish the story. Um, if nothing else yeah. yeah i mean and plus it's it's a fun movie you know like there Obviously, a lot happens but it's fun you i think know, it's, it's, it's i think fun. it's i think it's, it's entertaining i think it's tough to recommend this movie because i feel like a lot of people have already made up their minds on if they're gonna see it or not so you can make the decision for yourself yeah um just these were just our thoughts having seen it as scattered as they were so yeah i think that pretty much concludes our review of star wars the rise of skywalker so thank you all so much again. Aaron, you want to send him out? Thank you for listening to our mumblings and grumblings. I'm sure you mumbled and grumbled alongside with us. Um, but we'd be interested to hear your mumblings and grumblings. So if you want to reach out to us on social media, you absolutely can. We are on Twitter at A-N-M Podcast and Instagram at Aaron and Marco. So leave a comment. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you, did you cry? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much again for joining us for our last movie review of 2019. It's been a great year, and we are very much looking forward to the next year and also the next decade. So thank you all so much again, and we will see you in the next one. Perfect. God, I hate you, Disney. <laughs> Remember when Anakin killed all those kids? <laughs> Anakin said, fuck them kids. Anakin said, fuck them kids harder than anyone else <laughs> ever has. Master Skywalker. <laughs> there are too many of them. <laughs> what are we going what are to we do? Going to do? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs>